1: shape podcast with me dan the fitness man thanks for tuning in i know you can listen to a lot of podcasts out there but you chose to listen to us and i just uh i'm always humbled by that thank you uh we're gonna go over today's uh, episode elk shape camp we recorded live on saturday night that was uh basically after a day and a half of elk shape camp and one day remaining we had We just broke bread together. I brought my podcast gear in a loud restaurant, and I grabbed as many as the campers as I had the energy for and got about five minutes with them and just kind of figured out why why did they come to Shape Camp? What were they looking to gain? What had they learned so far? Just figure out what we could get them the next day. I think you'll really enjoy it to hear their perspective. I know you'll relate to a lot of these people because we're all really like-minded, and a lot of these guys found out about the camp from this podcast, so you got a lot of choices out there when you're listening to podcasts. I appreciate you listening to this one. It's just a blue collar, public land, elk hunting learning curve. Add more discipline to your life, make your life better because of elk hunting, and that's uh, that's what's worked for me. And I, I know that uh, a lot of you listening are just trying to get a little bit of information to get yourself a little bit better each and every day. Elk season's so close. A lot of like critical preparation is on deck, and hopefully you have figured out exactly what you need to work on or tweak to put yourself in the best position to procure the best protein source on Earth. That is elk meat. Uh, as far as the camp goes, we had 20 campers. We had people from Kansas, Colorado, Texas, all over the place. One guy drove from Minnesota, another guy drove from Colorado. Uh, I couldn't believe that. And uh, I was very humbled. We had tweaked the camp format a little bit. You'll find out about that. And I think we made it really worthwhile. And I didn't know if we could do that. I thought it was already pretty high value. But this proposition that we have now is where you are going to get a lot more individual attention which is important and I think you're going to leave there almost overwhelmed with how much information or knowledge you've gained and I know your elk hunting learning curve is going to be shortened greatly. So the only bit of business I'm going to bring up today is that uh, we have finally launched Elk Shape Camp online. I'm going to give you the cliff notes version. So we are filming all of Elk Shape Camp And we are piecing together all the videos, and we're putting it on a page called Elk Shape Camp Online. So if you just don't have the resources, time, energy, or just doesn't line out where you can't make it to an Elk Shape Camp, this is your best bet. Now, I'm going to say it's not as good as the real thing, but it's pretty good. So right now, currently, Elk Shape Camp 1.0 is on there. It's a video vault, 30 videos. They're all pretty long. But you can see everything that we did at Elk Shape Camp, listen in on all the lectures, take notes, you get the PDFs. It's 99 bucks for a one-year membership. I made it one year so you had plenty of time to digest the information and go back for the areas that you felt like spoke to you the most or you needed the most work on. And we filmed all this weekend, so we are going to be adding Elk Shape Camp 2.0 to the vault. And so you'll continually get updated content and I'll probably continue to add workout videos, nutritional videos, technical archery videos, and some just basic self development stuff on there. So it's just a growing vault channel, and uh, it's ninety nine bucks for a year. Like I said, it gives you full access. You can check it out. I don't have like a trial or some sort of like give a sample. It's just like, hey man, for ninety nine bucks, burn the ships. And if you do it, in the back end there is a discount code for an Elk Shape Camp live as well as if you go to an elk-shaped camp live, you get a discount code for the vault so you can go back and watch any of the videos from your camp or from other camps. That's what we've been working on, and I'm really proud about it, and I'm hopefully that this time of year, that's probably a pretty good option for you as elk season is approaching, is to get going and figure out what it is you need to work on the most. Find your chinks in your armor and tackle your weaknesses head-on. Don't spend a lot of time on your strengths and make yourself better. Alright guys, so that's what we got going on. Go ahead and check this one out. We are live from a restaurant in the middle of Elk Shape camp. Enjoy. Elk Shape Podcast. And we're at dinner tonight with everybody. Well, I'm gonna to try to get a couple people that are on camp on the podcast. And I'm just gonna walk around the table.
2: Hi, you are who? I am McKenna Brinster from yeah. the West Side. Known Dan for about five years. You've known me for five years. I mean, when did I go to grad school? I was 24, 25, so yeah, five, six years ago.
1: Okay, that's right. So you are actually technically not an elk-shaped camper this go-around. You are helping out, but...
2: I'm helping out. This is
1: your second camp. Yep. Uh, We did it a little different today than the last one.
2: A lot different.
1: A lot different. We figured out that, like, you could be really fit, you could be a really good elk caller... And know all the things. But if you don't know how to shoot a bow for archery out It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So we kind of reorganized things. Uh, you got in on uh, the train yeah. to hunt today. How did yeah. it go?
2: It was awesome. Um, I have a CrossFit background. And it really paid dividends. I am not an archery person. I'm brand new to archery hunting generically. I have field points. That's all I've ever shot. So I And I've never shot under dress or under fatigue. But I have a really strong CrossFit background and I got through the course and I think one of the faster times there was and I hit three hard shots, but I could control my breathing and I'm used to being under duress and I'm used to being under fatigue. So it really paid out. It was a very new stimulus for me, but it was cool.
1: Yeah. And then another good takeaway from that portion was uh, Ken kind of went over getting you guys a shot script, so to speak. Yeah. And that was probably new to you. Something very to new. think about. Yeah. And we're trying to work on maybe switching you a little bit on your release style. Yep. I'm just getting, you know, everyone's got their thing, their takeaways. What's what else was your takeaways today?
2: I think a lot of it for me is mental. I am a little bit OCD when it comes to things, and I overthink things. So being able to kind of, uh, can't use the word uh, clear the mechanism, right? Where just focusing on what you're doing, stop thinking about everything else, have your script, go through it, and just work on kind of systematic technical expertise and Josh kind of touched on the same thing with me that I sometimes overthink things and I, I rush things a little bit because I'm trying to hit it right and just pull a trigger but if I can be smooth and consistent that's going to pay far more dividends uh, and learn how to be relaxed under that duress so all of those combined just create a, a much better elk counter a much better person who can withstand any sort of stressors in their lives generically
1: yeah Tomorrow's your day though. I'm gonna use the heck out of you. We're gonna teach these guys how to squat. How to squat and how to push, how to pull, and you're yep. gonna help me with the nutrition. We got a lot of. Tomorrow's an AMRAP for those that know what that means. It's like we are going to do as many reps as possible when it comes to fitness. I'm excited, and uh, we have stations this time, so it's a much smaller group. Yep. I think we'll be able to like dive deeper, but we don't have as much time with these guys, so we have to cram it in. We got Dirk here doing all the elk calling. Ryan's coming in for all the backcountry nutrition prep as well as gear. We got Jeff Bynum doing all the like the financial coaching i'm real excited uh, it's about gonna that. and then kenton's doing warm up and injury prevention yeah. i think it's gonna be a little change of pace tomorrow these guys are gonna I'm leave excited. here pretty whooped
2: we spent a lot of time last time just trying to get some basic technique down so people could take that home do something safe and productive and efficient in their gym um and having that many people moving in that many different directions we did good but it was it was I'll a hard thing what. to do and so yeah, d- tomorrow, yesterday it's gonna be good
1: i got two emails from people that came to our first camp yeah one guy has lost 30 pounds no way. since that camp. And that wasn't <laughs> awesome. that long ago. Yeah. The other guy went from 14% on his in-body scan down to 6%, and he does cross training, functional okay. training now. That's we, insane. So I can't wait to hear more stories like that. That's
2: awesome. That's, That's cool awesome. Alright, I'm
1: gonna move on to the next one. We got Todd Overly. He is here from the camp. Thoughts, impressions on the day, Mr. Todd Overly.
3: Um, well, I, to be honest with you, I think the very from the get go of uh, today, the train to hunt part of it was awesome. Like I like I told you earlier, you know it's the first thing I've even sniffed any part of that. So um, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. You did really well. I, I felt good, and, you're and that turning, was the good thing. You're like turning fifty this year, right? Not this year. Next year. That's what my sister
1: said. Uh, Next year. <laughs> so you're forty nine.
3: Forty. I'll be forty-nine next month.
1: Okay, so forty-eight, and you were kicking a lot of young guys' ass on that course today, and you never touched it. Um, what are you doing? What's your training um, away from camp? Like, what have you been doing?
3: Uh, basically, going to CrossFit. Um, five five thirty in the morning. Uh, five thirty when I can. Um, doing the full CrossFit, and just trying to trying to grow every day in that. I've, I started the first of the year, so I've been, I'm six months in. I've always been fairly athletic, but never, you know, at least I felt that way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And you have a lot of elk hunting experience.
3: Yeah, self, self self-experience, you know, I've never gone to anything like this. So it's always been self-taught. Okay. uh, Other than what your, you know, your relatives teach you and you learn more as you go. Uh, but yeah, it's been self-taught. So you've
1: stuck some bulls, though, right?
3: Uh, yeah, I yeah. have. Yeah, but for you're sure.
1: looking to kind of clamp down on really tightening up your knowledge and yes. making more consistent success.
3: More consistency, and to be honest with you, um, if I'm going to start traveling more to elk hunt, I want to be uh, more knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, not just how to elk hunt, but better nutrition while I'm in the field. Uh I want to be a, I, I, I want to have. Uh, I want to be in better shape for sure, because yeah. if I'm going to pay the money, I want to make it worth my while. Yeah. Let alone, like you know, Dan. Um, you know, I have a younger son. Well, not younger. He's 17 years old. That, you know, I plan on spending a lot of time with him as he grows older. But I want to do it as well as I grow older, and I don't have a lot of time left. Compared to what he has,
1: yeah, you, no, so. you're on the you're on a downhill slide. I mean, yeah. there's less in front than there is. You know, there's more in the back end that you did. So when you're looking in the rearview mirror, you know you can be like, okay, that was cool, but that's where my son's now, yep. and I want to be there for as much of his experiences. There's your why. Yep. And then we talk about everything in this camp from. Even finances and discipline there to your nutrition and being a family man, which I know you are a family man. Mm -hmm. You're a hard worker. And uh, I'm excited for tomorrow because we're kind of hitting two big things. Like, you're going to get Dirk, who's obviously one of the best elk callers. Yeah, I'm excited about that. And he's a very good teacher, which is great. And he teaches the fundamentals, which is surprising. Like, he's like, these are your basic sounds you need to be able to do. And then Mm -hmm. he's going to have you try to do them. And then he's going to show you how to take those fundamentals and turn them into fancier calls. Love that. And then Ryan's going to do a lot of prep in the backcountry for nutrition sure. to take quality ingredients on the road. So there's that. And then as far as the fitness stuff goes, you're going to do well. You're going to gain a few nuggets there as well. Um, but we're we're just getting started. Tomorrow's probably the busiest day. We saved it for last. So sure. I'm excited for you. But great shooting today. Thank Honestly. you. Honestly, Kenton, do you have the results yet? Oh, cool! So, Kenton has the results. I'm excited to see where you placed. Because Me too. You did really. I'm excited. Well. To didn't... be honest
3: with you, I, I'm actually after doing that because I'm very competitive. I'm super competitive. I actually want to. I want to. You know, I, I've seen it on on uh, YouTube and seen it advertised on Facebook. I'm actually gonna. I, I'm gonna do it next year.
1: Well, yeah. I think a lot of if maybe, not once,
3: I'm gonna do it more than Kenton once. I'm did gonna a do it really twice. good
1: job of setting a precedent today. Be like, how many of you've heard of it? Everyone's hands raised. How many of you thought about doing it? Everyone's hands raised. How many of you have actually done it? Not everyone's hands raised. And it's the bottom line is people are afraid to put themselves out there. They're afraid to be embarrassed. Yeah. But really, what you gain is you learn what you need to work on. You Absolutely. You find what your chinks and your armor are. Then you go back to the lab and you fix them. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, there's not much else out there that's going to show you, hey, this is what you're good at. Don't spend as much time on that. This is where you need a little work. Yep. That's cool. All right, Todd. We'll enjoy your meal. We'll see you tomorrow, and uh, thanks for coming on.
3: Awesome. Thanks, Dan. You bet.
1: All right. Next camper is Blake from Olympia.
4: Yep. What's up, man? Not too much. It's been great. How's
1: your first day go?
4: It went really well. This has been absolutely awesome. I feel like I've learned so much in you know just a couple days, and it's been it's been rad.
1: Okay. So why did you sign up for Elk Shape Camp?
4: Um. I've been trying to put it together with an elk for, you know, maybe four years now. Uh, Picked up a bow last year and just kind of really realized how far I have to go to get to that goal of getting an elk. And so that's really why I'm here. I'm trying to figure out how to do that more quickly. I'm 34 now and just want to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, that makes a lot of sense. And you have an advantage because you live in a state that has elk. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yep. you can get a, t- a tag every year.
4: It's true. Over the counter. Yep.
1: Maybe not the greatest dates in Washington, but still.
4: You but can- you're right. Like, I already have game cameras out. I've got elk on camera. And at least that is engagement, even if it's not, even if it's not, like, you know, hunting. It, the hunting's not the best. It's, uh...
1: You're getting reps. Getting reps. you get exposure. So in four in- years, not all that was with archery what have you learned like synopsis wise like cliff notes version here's some of the major things i've learned
4: well i i think the biggest thing that i've learned is that elk almost never seem to be in the same place in the like spring and summer than they are in the fall so you can do a lot of work out like doing scouting and then you get to the fall and they're completely gone or as soon as there's a bit of pressure they're out of there so, you know, I think that's, that's kind of what I've really been learning and trying to find them once, they, once they're starting to move around, once they're pressured, that's kind of the next puzzle piece for me.
1: They're so mobile. Yeah. And they do wander mm-hmm. and they react to pressure like no other. Yeah. And we're talking zip codes. Yeah. And even if they don't get pressure, they might have a thing going that's pretty good, but they, they may just piece out. Mm-hmm. So you have to have, be flexible, you have to be really fit. I'm excited to see where your fitness is at tomorrow. We did the train to hunt challenge today. Yeah. Tomorrow's actual inside the four walls of a gym. We're going to get you exposed to some different systems. But how did you feel like you did today, shooting under duress?
4: Uh, I felt really good. You know, I I felt like I was executing the shot well. Um, some of those exercises really helped to expose some, like, weak points, which was awesome. Like, that's also part of why I'm here, right? Like, figure out where that weakness is and, like, really start to work on that. So
1: That's, like, the bottom line about the camp. <clears throat> yep. Let's expose you to what you need to work on, go back to the lab, yep. and work on it. Yep, exactly. So that's cool. And then working with Josh Jones, Spokane Valley Archery, I tell people all the time he's a
4: wizard. Oh, yeah. But he's you an, don't
1: really appreciate it till you experience it. What was your thoughts on his
4: knowledge bombs? Oh, man. I mean, I had so many misconceptions about what I was doing with my bow, like, things that I needed to be doing. And um, also just kind of, like, lingering questions that I couldn't seem to get an answer from anyone or a straight answer. And... You know, given it's his opinion, but he really articulates why he feels what he feels about any given piece of equipment or system or what you should be doing. He's he's amazing. He's a real yeah. wealth of knowledge. He's
1: not afraid to give you, like, I guess his anecdotal. Yeah. But he can back it up with, hey, I've ran an archery shop all my life. I've tried and yeah. tink- he's a tinkerer. Yeah. He's tried every different combination. Here's kind of what will probably work best for you. When we're talking about archery, what's one area that you feel like, okay, this is like my take home like is it is it technical archery is it if it is is it like tuning specifically like what was your takeaway there
4: yeah i i think you know i think the biggest thing for me was to really start to engage with the bow like i think i told you about that earlier feeling like a little bit intimidated you know this is my first year in archery pretty intimidated by that piece of engineering that is the compound bow right yeah and i think that this weekend has really showed me that like I need to start playing with that and not being quite as like you know scared to like adjust things and move things around and and really get to know the bow through that process he
1: did yeah. a great job of explaining about how to kind of bulletproof your bow with yeah. the silver sharpie yep. and how know where your strings are at know where they hit on your cam know about your wheeling and He made it, like, keep it simple, stupid. And I love that approach because that's what I can relate to. So, well, man, thanks for coming. Tomorrow's a big day. Uh, I'm I'm excited to get to know you even more. And you're making lifelong friends here. That's what happened at the last camp. Yeah. And and I think this will happen again at this camp.
4: Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Thanks for putting this on.
1: You bet. we got another camper with us, Jason Eastwood from Kansas.
5: Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? Oh, it's been a great day.
1: So, you you flew here from Kansas. Yes, sir. Here's what I've learned from you, and I haven't had a ton of time with everybody yet, but I know that um, you have kids. You've you got married. one daughter, two year old. Oh, you have one daughter.
5: Yep. You
1: work a lot. You have a pretty good CrossFit background. You've done CrossFit quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You're kind of pretty all in on archery. You know a lot about archery. You even have, like, a really good setup with your archery equipment, like, a reason for everything. You shoot well. Um, have you killed an elk before?
5: I have not. Okay. I've, ha- I've had one tag in my pocket, over-the-counter Colorado, and so far I haven't even drawn the bow back for, for an elk. What
1: got you to invest in elk-shaped camp and the travel and time? Like, there's a lot of investment here. Why? What pulled- Why did you pull the trigger?
5: Yeah, I'm... I'm ate up with elk hunting. I mean, just the experience of being in the mountains, coming from Kansas. You know, I'm a flatlander. So just love the amazing experience being in the mountains. It's just a totally different, uh, you know, environment, you know, totally different experience. Just love that fresh mountain air. But the draw of the elk, draw of the bugle of an elk is just, you know, tenfold. I mean, that that is a huge item on my bucket list. I mean, not, and it's not necessarily going to be a bucket list item. It's something I want to be able to do year after year after year and you know along with the the, there obviously the health benefits i would love to have a elk in my freezer every year if possible you know that that would be a big plus for me uh but you know a lot of it really is you know investing in this camp is to try to cut that learning curve i only get 10 days a year to come out here out west and hunt so i need to be able to maximize that time you know whether i get off to come and actually hunt elk and make it happen and I don't want to sit around and wait 10, 12 years, you know, trying to learn all these little things. I want to cut that learning curve as quick as possible. So that's why I invested. That's why I'm here.
1: That's a perfect answer. I, You know, it's pretty humbling to hear that because um, I see someone who's pretty fit, pretty ambitious. You just have all the kind of the things working up, and it just seems like, okay, I get it. He just wants to. Let's just cut this learning curve. Let's just, let's just get this thing figured out right now. And you know what? You only have so many elk seasons in your life. And not everybody gets to hunt all of September. Like 10 days, that's what you got. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to squander one because you're not in shape or because something goes wrong with your bow that you could have fixed but you didn't know how. Or you didn't have a backup plan or a tactic or you didn't know how to make that sound. I want the confidence to go up, and I think there's a huge correlation to your freezer being full without and your confidence in your ability, and you know that it's just a matter of time. I'm going to keep putting my best foot forward day in and day out, and my, my shot opportunity is going to come. Tomorrow we're looking forward to working with Dirk on calling, Ryan on the Backcountry Nutrition. You're going to go do some injury prevention with Kenton on warm-ups. Uh, you're working with the financial coach, which is really, like, one of my favorite components to our camp and I do think there'll be more people doing camps and summits but I think they're not going to be able to duplicate the fit the the finance side
5: and I tell you what that that is a that when you included that I listened to the podcast you had with Jeff Bynum and I mean it was phenomenal it spoke really well to me because I'm 30 years old I've got a young family looking to expand that family but I don't want to be in debt the rest of my life. I don't want to live that quote unquote American dream that where you're always in debt and you're not going to pay off your mortgage until you're 50, 60 years old and then trying to find a way to retire. I want to be financially independent. You know, I want to be able to, you know, get rid of that debt, build a retirement plan so I could potentially retire early, but I want to be able to enjoy this time not working. I want to be able to hunt every year, you know in my prime of my physical health, you know, and then also be able to continue hunting, you know, beyond that retirement age. So I'm, you know, th- that's just looking at it from a selfish standpoint, right, from the hunting standpoint for myself, but also for my family, you know. I've got plans and dreams for having, a, you know, a few more kids and, you know, with my wife, and we're going to, you know, grow that family and we'll eventually have to grow into a bigger house to do so, and I want to be financially stable for that. Uh, just uh, three years ago, I was laid off from my job without a plan. And so I was looking at our savings account going, man, we're not going to last, but you know, maybe three, four months if, if things don't pan out for me. So I was the sole breadwinner in our household and something had to happen. Now, thank God, I actually was able to find a job within a month and I had enough severance pay to get me to, through that month. Yeah, but
1: that's just a really stressful experience mm-hmm. that I would hate for anyone to go through. But, man, let's be honest. Uh, the only thing I can certainly guarantee you is that you will have adversity in life. Like, yep. it's not all peaches and cream. It's not all roses, man. Like, life is hard. And you need to be prepared to roll your sleeves up.
5: Absolutely. And
1: set yourself up for success. I love it. I can just tell you. I'm only trying to talk to everybody for five minutes. I could talk to you for an hour, man, because your energy, your aura is just determination. I can feel it. You're going to kill a lot of elk. You're going to definitely have financial independence. You're going to raise a beautiful family, and you're going to be a great father. And I'm just so glad to meet you and have you here, man.
5: I appreciate it, man. I've thoroughly enjoyed the camp so far. Really looking forward to tomorrow and all the different individuals we get to work with. Uh, I'm excited. I'm thankful for you for putting this together. I know it's not... You know, it wasn't something that you've actually had to work at. I mean, you've had to assemble this, put all this together. It's a lot of hard work to do so, yeah. and uh, thank you. Totally it's, worth it, it's man. amazing. Awesome. Appreciate you.
1: Yeah. All right, we got our next camper. This is Kyle Dahlberg. He's got a TCU baseball shirt. Yes, he I do. He flew in from Texas. He's about 211 pounds, maybe 212 after airport food.
6: Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: Running on three hours of sleep.
6: Three hours of sleep. Had a thanks little, to the layover.
1: Had a little layover.
6: Well, missed flight. Then Maybe some, missed a flight. Two layovers.
1: Okay, but yeah. you made it, dude.
6: We did. That was a exciting thing. It was just the light at the end of the tunnel. We knew it would be good once we got there. It was just a long journey to get here. I
1: appreciate that, man. And you were the scholarship winner. I believe from – I don't know. We gave out a couple. Was it the Bynum or it, was it, it was uh, the it was an
6: Instagram. Um, I think it was Dusty who posted me or commented on your post on Instagram, and then you announced it on the podcast, and I was the lucky winner. And that's, that instigated the whole thing. Then we were trying to figure out a way for us both to make it up here, and so we got it done.
1: Yeah, and now you're both here. Yeah. Cool. I am excited to meet you. Now, you're a former collegiate baseball player. You're a catcher. You're the only trad guy here. And I got to be honest, like, your arrows got roughed up pretty bad on the flight over. But you still did the Train to Hunt Challenge and held your own. In fact, you actually did really, really well. Have you been doing that kind of stuff before?
6: No. um, Not specific to Train to Hunt, no. Um, Doing some uh, workouts at home. I have a, a gym in my garage, so... It's convenient with three kids. The ages that I have them are really young. What ages so are they? They're about to turn 6, 4, and 2 God all this summer. God bless you. Yeah. So it's, uh, oh. it's a challenge to get your workout in, and especially this time in Texas. It's hot. It's 100 degrees. And so today was, was beautiful. You oh, know, we it was. We 70, had 70 degrees and not humid, so this was a treat. But um, as far as the workouts go... No, not really this kind of specific training. I I try to do some hill work um, around where I live. And then I I enjoy lifting weights, but um, try to get some cardio in about this time of year, too, because we're a couple months out from elk season and I want to be ready. The guys I hunt with, they don't have kids as young as I. Like, they don't have, one of them just had a baby, but the other ones don't have kids. Oh, their life's pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Life, BK, before yeah. kids. Yeah. Pretty, pretty easy. Um, so we joke about that, but uh, one of them just had a kid, and um, it's a game changer. He's realizing that. You really have to carve out time to be intentional, to get your workout in so that you feel good, and you can enjoy being out on the mountain. We joke around, and we say the, the worse we feel here, the better we're going to feel on the mountain. The more torture we can put ourselves through here, the less torture we'll have on the mountain.
1: So nobody'd make that a T-shirt because I just decided right now I'm making a T-shirt with that <laughs> slogan. That is the gospel. That's... It is the actual gospel you just spoke right here on this podcast, man. Um, so you, you're you married. You have three kids. Yep. You're a trad guy. You're an elk hunter. Have you ever killed an elk?
6: I've not killed an elk. Uh, the, two, the two guys I hunt with have each killed a bull with trad. And... Um, that's a goal, man. Last year, last year we arrowed one, had a great, um, great blood trail. Um, it was bright red. We had a clean pass through on a trad shot at 33 yards, and uh, we, did, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't get her. Yeah, I think everyone uh, it knows. It was a bummer. Yeah, we went from emotional high to emotional low, but we um, we kept going and we kept getting ourselves into collar shooter situations and. With the three of us hunting, we put two up front and one caller that drops back. And um, We've all worked on our calling. I'm probably the best in our group, so I I take on the role and say, guys, we're a better team if I'm calling and y'all are shooting, so let's do that because we're all splitting the meat anyways. So The guys I hunt with are, are believers. We like to serve one another as best we can, but work as a team and do what's best and realizing that we want to go home with meat and we give ourselves the best chance but once you have that shot it's a rotation you know Uh, so Matt got the shot last year uh, but didn't work out so that shifted and he became the caller and Mike and I went uh, went forward and we got to be the shooters and we had a bull that just hung up you know hung up at 60 yards and uh, Matt was Doing his best, calling or raking trees, and doing everything he knew to do, and we just couldn't close that distance. And of course, shooting traditional, all of us there with recurves, and I'm with a longbow. You got to get them real close. Um, so
1: that's the best, man.
6: We couldn't close the deal last year, but we're going back again this year. Got a good attitude, and they're probably ahead of me in training. I think I'm doing well, um, and I appreciate your encouragement uh, on how I performed today uh it felt good i just man i'm realizing i'm not as young as i used to be
1: well i'd say um a couple things you're definitely a competitor i think you definitely turned it up because you were competing and you did go head-to-head with scott carr who's won trained to hunt challenges and it's pretty obvious why the guy can shoot it's pretty fit um you held your own no never done anything like that you held your own and then the other thing is you mentioned faith you mentioned believers Dude, I don't think I just pulled your name out of a hat randomly. I think you were meant to come. I think you were meant to basically pick up the tab for Dusty and get him here, which was Absolutely. awesome. And you're the kind of the quarterback of your crew. Well, guess what? You're going to meet one-on-one with Dirk tomorrow in a very small group, and he is going to elevate your knowledge to what to do, what sound to make when you hear this, that, the other. And I just feel like after tomorrow, the Oak are in trouble.
6: Looking forward to that. Um, had a lot of takeaways from today. And like you mentioned, Dirk, that was, that's one of the highlights. Dusty and I have come into this excited to meet him, to pick his brain, to hear what he has to say, because I feel like that um, is going to increase our odds.
1: Guaranteed. Um,
6: yep. but as far as the, uh, the competitiveness, it was, it was a lot of fun today. The, the atmosphere that you've created um, and, quite frankly, the group of guys we have here, a uh, lot of fun to be around. Um, a lot of fun to compete with, and I was just happy to to be out there today, feeling good. Uh, I wish I could have shot better, but
1: uh, <laughs> yeah, you and me both. We're working man. on it. You missed my run. I killed the course, but all my shots were low. Like I grouped, uh, and I I was proud that I didn't punch trigger. I had no, like all surprise releases, but right? my group was not in the heart, and so it didn't matter my time. You had to, you got to shoot good too, so. I think right. I think it was humbling and it's good. I mean, it leaves you hungry, right? Absolutely. Like go home and work on this stuff that you need to work
6: on. Absolutely. And one other thing I was going to mention is, uh, I'm like you um, as a believer. You know that there's no such thing as uh, there's no such thing as as um, coincidence. No. And the fact that Dusty and I are both here, we've been looking forward to meeting you, looking forward to meeting other guys in the group. But um, I really think there's a reason too that we're here and. Um, I just appreciate people who are outward with their faith. And I've already talked to a couple guys. I mean, one dude who helped planted a church somewhere. And I was like, man, these guys are cut from the same cloth. I love it. Yep. Um, I'm all for that. So I look forward to this. And this is just a start. I yeah. feel, like, feel like this is a, a a really fun group to be with. So I look forward to just continuing to get to know you guys and uh, be part of this group. Yep. Well, tomorrow's going to be awesome, ma'am.
7: Awesome. Thanks for Thanks, having Kyle. me. Kyle. You bet.
6: All right, well, speaking of Dusty, now
1: we have Dusty here. We just talked to your cousin, Kyle. Yep, yeah. Yeah, okay. Great dude. Love him to death.
7: Me too. Uh, He's a good dude.
1: We would be friends if he lived here or vice versa. So, dude, you got to Elk Shape Camp. You're here. Day one and a half is done. We uh-huh. got tomorrow. What's your thoughts so far?
7: Oh, man, love it. Just feel really blessed to be here, really. I mean, um, you know, we won the. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, we won the. Like, Instagram scholarship. Yeah, the
1: Onyx Hunt giveaway.
7: Yeah, and so I won it for Kyle. Yeah. And then he's such a good dude, he turned around and bought my registration to be here. So, you know, I just feel blessed to be here, and my wife's watching the three kids. Big deal for us. How many kids do you have? Three. And what's your
1: wife's name? Erin. Shout out to her watching three kids right now. It's tough. <laughs> and she's going to be glad when you get home.
7: I'll be glad. Yeah, i yeah. have to see him. i yeah. miss him. Uh, but, dude... Awesome, such a cool group of guys, um, you know uh, just feel like I absorbed a ton today at the bow shop with josh um, i I, I, um, I actually filmed a whole bunch of the personal sessions, which was sweet because I had a front row seat to just absorb everything he was because it was all, every other thing out of his mouth was something for me that I was like, "Oh, okay, awesome, you know like something I could take back <clears throat> and apply to my own shooting. And uh, just learn, you know. The dude
1: like, is like, uh, the way he words things, he's a great teacher.
7: Oh, for Do sure. you know what
1: I mean by that? Like, he can adjust the cueing. And if that doesn't work, the next cue, uh, whether, right. it's, whether it be a tangible yeah, or like it's a like, verbal. Or whatever.
7: Yeah, that's a great. Exp- it's like um, like when you're coaching CrossFit or whatever. Like if you're cueing somebody, cueing somebody, cueing somebody, and it's not working. Yeah, it's not their problem. No, it's you true. need another cue. Yeah. And like you said, he's he's great at that. You know, like he he wasn't using the same cue for everybody, but in a lot of cases, he was needing the same result. So it was really cool to watch him coach. You know, coach that. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that was cool. And of course the train to hunt course was awesome oh. you know uh, first time i've ever done a lot of the you know some of those movements um i've done crossfit uh so i've done burpees i've done box step ups jump you know overs jump overs things like that but i've never done the uh the, the get ups that way yep dude those things torched me just metabolically expensive you know so Um,
1: those are going in your repertoire right like oh for sure you find kind of where you sucked and you're like oh i need that yeah and
7: dalberg or kyle um and i were already talking like um we're gonna we're gonna do some of this stuff when we get back you know incorporate it you know what have we got 80 something days till till go time and so do you uh, hunt with kyle unfortunately we don't okay Um, it's been like a for both of us elk hunting has kind of been a bucket list like a lifelong like yeah I want to do that someday and we talked about it our whole lives and for me personally it was like I I was I was getting the gear slowly you know but then I was just sort of like waiting for the opportunity and finally somebody was like so you really want to go elk hunting and I'm like yeah man that's like a dream of mine like well but what are you doing to really make that happen and I was like well I've got pretty much all the stuff I need. You know, we hunt a lot at home, so I was using it for that, too. But, uh, you know, and I was like, I'm, I guess I'm waiting for an invitation, <laughs> you know? And so finally it was like, man, we just need to figure it out. Just do it. Yeah. You know, the public land thing. And, uh, you know, for being Texas boys, it's pretty foreign to us, very different. Um, but, uh he got an invite to go with some friends, some other friends of ours, and they're all trad guys, yeah. so it works well. Yeah, um, for them to go together, and so uh, me and a couple other guys that are in a Bible study with us back home just sort of got together. And like you know, hey, we can put in for New Mexico. It's it's cheap. We probably won't draw. If we don't, we'll go over the counter Colorado, and that's essentially what happened. We drew a mule deer tag. In New Mexico. And so that was my first, like, out-of-state experience, you know, uh, for big game. And it was awesome, you know, and not that overwhelming, not that different, really. Um, um, and so then it kind of opened the door that was cr- coming open a little bit. You know, it kind of kicked that door open where, like, man, we can do this. You, you can know? do this. Yeah. It's
1: intimidating.
7: Oh, for sure. Guys
1: listening, don't wait for an invitation. Make yeah. your own.
7: Yeah. Go. Totally. Yeah. And so that's finally, you know, I had a conversation with a dude on the on the on the bed of my pickup truck, and he was like, "So what are you doing?" You know, basically, and that kind of flipped the switch for me. I was like, "That's a great point." And so that's when we I got with these other two guys, and um, we uh, we went over the counter, Colorado, last year, and uh, I mean, I'm hooked. I hope to do it every year. You will. Yeah. Um, um, and You're addicted, yeah, for sure. Yep. I'm addicted to just about every aspect of it. You know, like it's super challenging. Uh, it's such just such a great test. I mean, I love being in the outdoors. Uh, for me, like being how we doing. For me, like being outdoors is is a huge like spiritual connection to me, like with the Creator. Um, you know, and so that's always been a big part of my life. I've always loved the mountains. But this takes it to a whole other level, you know, because of the how hard it is, basically, you know, and you get addicted to that. I don't know what it is. Sense of accomplishment, maybe, or uh, just
1: I don't know. of a, uh, There's not as many feelings like that one. Like There might not be one out there, actually. In fact, I hate no. to say that, but like as far as being feeling accomplished. That public land bull, whatever, oh. like, it's a pretty good feeling, man. I'm not going to lie.
7: Well, I haven't gotten experience the bull yet. You know, you like, I haven't gotten one yet. You will. But just getting to Colorado, doing it, getting to camp, first night, first day, you know, we, we did, like, a 13-and-a-half-mile loop, just kicked our ass, you know, yeah. just ran ourselves into the ground. Yes. No sign, no anything, and we had to call an audible, you know, but we did. We just... Went to another spot and just kept changing things until we found them. And that first bugle that we got returned, I felt like our eyeballs were gonna fall. Like we oh all looked gosh. at each other. We were was so that real. So was that a real yeah, bugle? Yeah, exactly. We we're like, did that really just happen? Yep. Or did we just get Doug fluted? You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But it was legit, you know. And uh, I don't know, man. I was. We were just so jacked. It was so fun. Like you said, I'm addicted to it. Yeah. And uh, so this camp. Uh, is real exciting. Just, I know so little about that style of hunting, that form of hunting, or elk in general. So I'm right at this point. I'm just trying to be a sponge, just absorb just everything wait, I brother. can. Tomorrow
1: should yeah. knock your socks off. I'm pa- Tomorrow's kind of like the meat. Yeah, uh, I think your brain's gonna be full. And we're gonna leave leave you guys. That doesn't
7: take much. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, but no, man, it's been good to get to know you. I think you'll spark some lifelong friendships. I know the guys at the last camp did. Yeah, they're all still staying in touch, which makes me really happy. Yeah, Uh, and it's just because we're all really like minded. That's what it comes down to. So
7: solid dudes here, man, for sure. Cool community. I'm excited. Well, it's good talking to you, dude. Thanks Thanks for coming. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, we got one of my favorite guys I've met so far is Mark from Colorado. What's up, buddy?
8: I'm pretty good. How are you doing? I'm
1: good. I, you know why I liked you is because you walked in with an oak-shaped hat. I was like, I remember shipping that to that guy. I saw your name. Um, no, I could just tell you and I have a lot in common. Like, we're both in that, like, you know, dad life, and it's so hard. Not that I brought you on to talk about just dad life, but it's relatable. And my podcast is about being relatable. Like, I want people to be like, man, I get Dan. He is just like me, like... He is juggling everything. He wants to go elk hunting. I want to go hunting in general all the time. But, oh, yeah, I'm married. I have kids. I have responsibility. How are you doing it, man? How are you juggling dad life?
8: Uh, so I have uh, two daughters, you know, fortunate hunters. I always get daughters. Um, so I have a nine-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. And, honestly, when I was just talking to him before I came here, For dinner on FaceTime, and the two and a half year old just like broke down when I was hanging up the phone.
1: Oh man, my heart's breaking right now here.
8: (laughs) So that's like, that's the hard thing to face with dad life is you know, you get out in the mountains and you can't talk to them. You know, you shoot a few texts over a satellite, but you know, halfway through your hunts, you're just like, Half of you you are back home and the other half is out in the mountains. It's a real thing. Makes it tough, yeah.
1: No, and my dad always kind of warned me. He was like, well, just wait. You know, once you have kids, you know, you're not going to be as gung ho as you are right now. And I was like, you know, dad, you're wrong. And he's never wrong. And I hate that. But uh, it took me like 30 years to figure out my dad's almost always right, listen to his advice. Dads um, I'm a little bit of a slow learner. I'll tell you what, though, man. Like, they're a blessing, but the family hopefully understands that you got to go do you in those mountains. You're going to come out the other side a better man, a better husband, a better father. Your faith might get tuned up, and that's really important. You know what I mean? So that's cool. Now, elk hunting. How many years have you been elk hunting?
8: I've been elk hunting probably about six six seven years Um, I've done three drop camps with outfitters which after like listening to podcasts and this was kind of early in my stage you know first one I was in college Um, we just picked picked an area in Colorado picked an outfitter through my dad's work buddies I recommended and we went out there we saw elk I should have got a I should have killed a bull first day. First 20 minutes. Oh, God. I jumped a bull on my way to my spot. The outfitter told me not to put not to have my rifle loaded I, because it was burnout country. It was nasty. So, long story short, I didn't get one until last year was my first bull with a rifle Um, since I couldn't uh, bow hunt bow hunting's my true passion is it uh the issue well we had our daughter September 12th so it didn't work out to bow hunt last year so you know hunters do what they got to do to go fill the freezer and have a good hunt so I did a uh, second rifle which is end of October-ish um it got a nice five point um, that's
1: awesome. On public land and do-it-yourself. do it yourself, do it yourself everything. public land,
8: over-the-counter tag.
1: I mean, that's does it get any more ton. rewarding? I don't know, man. I yeah. don't know. And I am, like, trying to start a trend where, like, you celebrate an OTC, a Walmart tag, five-point. Dude, that's awesome. Like, that's – I mean, there's not yeah. much better than that, seriously. So that's pretty cool. Why did you come to Elk Shape since you've already killed an elk?
8: Uh, I came to Elk Shape just to – You know, my true passion is bow hunting, and actually, elk shape shape has fit a lot of things that I want to, like, get into or work on better. Um, You know, my biggest issue with bow hunting is, for elk, that I've been a weekend warrior. And this year, I said, okay, enough. I'm doing a 10, 11-day hunt, drew an awesome tag in Colorado this year, so doing a longer version, and... Just learning to shoot more efficiently. Uh, I really want to get into CrossFit. Uh, you know, I've always just been go to the gym, hit the weights, forty-five minute workout, get a good hard workout. And you know, I always in the gym, I'll do three workouts to all the other guys, one. You know, cause they're just sitting around with buddies, watching each other lift weights. You know, I just go, 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 and that's why i wanted to get into crossfit because it's more of that just boom 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 and i don't know anything about it so i don't want to just watch youtube videos to figure it out i want to learn from the professionals that no crossfit i want to set up a little in-home gym in the basement unfinished basement set up crossfit that's where i shoot my bow down there too so in between some stuff i can Throw yeah. a couple arrows to get that under dress thing like we did with Kenton today, which was an awesome session. Um, that's why I'm here.
1: Yeah, that's great. Learned,
8: learn everything. And I just got to meet the bugler.
1: Yeah, he's kind of a big deal. Uh, you know, he, he is actually just pure gold is what he is. Um, he, he's a better person than he is an outcaller, and he's one of the best callers I've ever met in my entire life. You'll, you'll see tomorrow. We hope to knock your socks off. Um, well, man, I'm glad to meet you. I think that I've said this with about everybody, but you're going to meet a lot of people here that you're probably going to stay in touch with from this point going forward. Just a lot of like-minded, good synergy. And that's what happened at the last camp. And I didn't know that about Oak Shape Camps, and now today has confirmed it. Like, dude, it's just like you're bringing all these bros together. Just one girl here. And we're all just we have the same passion we're in similar situations and uh we're just feeding off each other you know what i mean it's pretty cool so for me it's a pleasure to have you a pleasure to meet you and i'm looking forward to tomorrow man i think we're gonna really flip the script on you when it comes to outcalling and you're going to colorado and you're gonna take notes because i might have to go hunt that little unit with uh, that you're going into and uh maybe bring you along one year so that's uh that, when is that open for you
8: That opens August twenty fourth. So I'm doing a scouting trip. I'm planning two scouting trips, both in August, so they're kinda close. You know, having the family life you gotta pick and choose and beg the wife. And you know, I've learned from I've listened to pretty much all of your podcasts. I'm about twenty behind. Uh but catch it up fast. But you know, I've learned, hey, put it on the calendar. If you wanna make it happen, get it on the calendar so the wife and i sat down week ago and just hey here's when i'm scouting here's when i'm hunting and you know you got to plan it out and work it out but so i planned conveniently one of my scouting trips to be opener weekend so i can at least carry the bell along and then uh and then hunting the sixth through the fifteenth.
1: Oh yes, good dates. Kind of hit that. Good
8: dates. Hit that prime before they're all herded up. Yep. Um, should be a should be an awesome hunt.
1: I'm excited for you, man. Yeah. Well, here's to punching that first tag with a
8: bow. Yep, that's that's the goal.
1: Cool. Well, we'll see you tomorrow and we're Be ready because it starts early, 7 a.m.
8: Yeah, you're making me get up just like I have the kiddos along still. Yep. So I guess let's do it. Yep. There you go.
1: All right. We're with John. You're at Elk Shape Camp. You
9: live in Texas. I live in Texas, Dallas, Texas. That's right. A wonderfully hot place. And uh, you're here right now. Man, how did camp go for you today? Uh, You know, I really had a good time this morning when we went through uh, the different mechanics and setup of the archery equipment. I thought that was fantastic. I learned a lot of stuff that I didn't get from my local bow shops back home. And, um, you know, I've gone to some of the biggest places near Dallas and I feel like what I learned today it it like condensed my learning it it shortened my learning curve a lot so I picked up some cool stuff uh you know my groupings were tighter by the end of the day already uh just with some of the mechanic changes the shooting mechanics and to my setup and uh I feel more confident going back home and practicing and setting this up a little bit more
1: yeah so that's what it's all about like we, we flipped the script so to speak on how we do the protocol like last camp was our first camp and we did all the nutrition and fitness and training and then the calling and then the backpack systems and then the Q&A and then we just kind of did the archery thing the last day and I got so much feedback on oh my gosh damn, that's some of the most important stuff I've never heard before and I was like huh crap i think the guy who has been teaching me everything actually might be pretty good no and, doubt and so it turns out he's really good his name's josh jones spokane valley archery dude's a wizard
9: and he's a pretty good coach too he is a great coach uh seems like a, a fantastic guy after meeting him for the you know the one day that that i've known him uh and what was you know i think you hit the nail on the head there the Archery. The easiest thing to do is go online. You can buy a backpack. You can buy a system. You can research it. You can try a backpack out at home, ask a few friends, dial in that gear. Nutrition, if you've got – it's a easier to find nutrition wherever you are in the country. But archery equipment setup is pretty specialized. It is. And so being able to have that class today, I think early on in the sessions – that made me feel more confident through the rest of it. If we would have waited this round and done it at the end, I would have felt like it was uh, a secondary piece. Yeah. So leading off with that was great.
1: I think what why we did it and whoever we is, it's it's me like trying to figure out how to make this better was the feedback from the first camp. And then me going, okay, you can be in really good shape. You can be a better outcaller than Dirk. You can be in the best elk hunting area, but what if you just don't know anything about a bow, or you suck at shooting, you have poor mechanics, you're flawed, you have terrible habits, like eventually that's what's going to cost you an elk.
9: Absolutely. You're going to spend a bunch of money and time working out, busting your butt to get up to speed physically, mentally, and you're going to show up, and you're going to draw back, and something's not going to go right, and then you're either going to not hunt anymore because you're upset. Yeah. Or you're going to keep grinding it away and waste a lot of time. Yeah. And most everyone here that I've talked to has said that vacation out, you know, vacation time and getting that time to go out and hunt is the hardest part of it. You Absolutely. You don't. Most of us can't fly to Colorado or Montana and go scout for a week because. Heck it's, no. You know, and then and then go back during hunting season. That's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So having that feels like we can dial it in a lot it makes me feel like i can dial it in a lot faster and save me save me that time and effort
1: yeah no doubt what about tomorrow what do you feel like you need to get out of tomorrow you kind of know the lineup you know what you're getting exposed to where do you need to dig in or maybe you don't know yet
9: you know i think the calling is the big thing for me i don't have a lot of exposure to that uh you know the little bit of calling I've done. The elk turn around and go the opposite direction. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've learned the hard way, like many of us have, what not to do. Uh, I think be, be learning what I should be doing and understanding when I should be doing it is the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. You know, the mechanics of the lifting and the fitness personally aren't as important to me. I can get that, but um, that the you know the calling and understanding that component of it. When to apply the right types of calls. That's going to bring a lot of value tomorrow.
1: That's awesome. Married?
9: Kids? Married. I have a fur baby, but no children. Okay. So I got a dog. How many years have you elk hunted? Uh, I've done, last year was my first year. I did second rifle in Colorado. Okay. With a buddy, Mark. With Mark. Mark Dulon. just had him on. Just had him on. He harvested his first elk. Uh, We were able to track it find it together which was fantastic good experience I, it was a wonderful experience i i had uh two opportunities and I had some equipment issues that caused me some uh i i didn't have complete confidence in my rifle at the moment i had a primer blow out of around the day or two before i came up to colorado and i think it went through my action and barrel and so i had a really hard time once i got there at altitude Making sure that thing was dialed in, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't comfortable taking a four or five hundred yard shot. I had elk. saw saw eleven elk where we hunted. Most people don't see that in multiple seasons. Uh, so had had access to elk. Saw them. Just didn't feel like I had them in the range that I was comfortable. So this next year, this
1: year right now is your first year archery elk hunting. This will
9: be my first year archery.
1: You're going in like less than ninety
9: days. You're going archery elk hunting. No, we're gonna do firearm this year. Next year we're gonna do archery. Got it. Yes. Yeah, so so Mark drew a, um, a, a mule, uh, Yeah. No, he drew a mule deer tag. Okay. In a great unit this year. So he's gonna go do that. I'm gonna do over the counter firearm. Yep. For elk. Okay. Next year we're gonna do archery. Cool. I'm jacked. It's, I'm I'm just absolutely uh, excited. I, I,
1: I watched you shoot today. I think you're pretty proficient. You have a really good setup. You have a good fundamental understanding, comprehension of archery. You don't seem like you're in muddy water. You seem like you've done some research. You might have nerded out or had a good mentor. But, no, I, there's a lot of guys here that are just like, fish out of water on tree. Yeah. you I, you seem pretty comfortable
9: i don't have any children so yeah <laughs> after work i can go home and spend three or four hours and research things and on the weekends i can okay. go try it out and a b and compare so i have that luxury a lot of the other guys don't have yeah
1: that's true that's true how did you hear about the oak shape camp
9: mark dulon he okay. was like hey look i've been listening to this so i've listened to the podcast a little bit he's a you know a devout follower listens to all of them okay uh you know, and I do, I listen to a lot of different hunting podcasts. This is not one of them that I had a ton of, of background with. And he exposed me to it said, look, this is uh, going to be a great weekend. We can go out. We can shorten our learning curve. We can figure out the things that we're doing right, the yeah. things that we're doing wrong. Yeah. And move on from there.
1: Yeah. You no. know, last year
9: want. doing that second season elk hunt, it was a uh, fantastic experience. I definitely felt some pain. I went from sea level to almost 11,000 feet within 24 hours, hiked five miles, almost five miles in to camp at altitude, and it absolutely destroyed me. So, you know, going through this and understanding that preparation that's required, I had an idea of it, but you don't know until you do it.
1: You don't know until you know.
9: You don't cool. know until you know.
1: Thank you for coming all the way from Texas. Um, This podcast is going to be cool because I'm going to try to get every camper on here. I don't know if I have enough time, but everybody's got a different angle. But ultimately, we're all cut from the same cloth. I'm pretty sure like a lot of like-minded people that really are passionate about elk hunting. And it brought us all together. It was pretty cool. So let's make sure tomorrow is like you get what you need. And then um, look for my survey on Monday or Tuesday. I'm like, you got to give it to me straight because I want to make this better.
9: Absolutely. I've already got some great ideas. I'll share them. Cool. It'll be awesome. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, thank you.
1: Next camper is Drew. He's by far the tallest camper. How tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I sat next to you today, I was like, I'm really short. But the bottom line is, is you're just a foot taller than me, dude. <laughs> so 6'6", six six, elk hunter. Uh, you grew up in an elk hunting family. Right. And I got to eat breakfast with you today a little bit, so I really enjoyed our conversation. You have yeah. kids. Yep. You have a daughter and a son. Yep. You work a white collar job. Yep. You did the weekend warrior thing with elk. You've just recently picked up archery. Where are you at on your learning curve for archery elk?
10: Man, I, I'm just, I'm still feeling like such a beginner. You know, I've, I've been out there, I've, I've had some close encounters with elk and it's just it's really got me hooked on the whole process so you know a camp like this my my hunting partner and I were like let's let's do it I mean we're, we're constantly learning and the more I can learn in a shorter period of time maybe I can you know reduce the time it takes to actually harvest one because when you get one on your lap at 40 yards and it just doesn't work out you're like man I could have been better at so many different things and so um for me right now it's just soaking in as much just being a sponge with with guys like yourself and everybody else at this camp that have you know there's a mix of guys that have never harvested a bowl with an arrow and that's me up to guys that have gotten one almost every year for the last 10 years and so uh just trying to meet more guys like yourself and uh learn as much as i can
1: i i think that what you said there there's a lot of guys here different backgrounds but they're all really passionate about elk hunting they kind of have that addiction of chasing bugles like there's nothing like it yeah and you have a pretty strong hunting pedigree just getting to know you this morning like you're not a rookie to hunting at all in fact let's not you've had a lot of success but you've wanted that next step like archery elk getting in closer and closer and you almost got a bull last year like as close as you can get yeah Um, yeah so what besides this camp what are you going to do different just after day one getting exposed to what you did what are you going to work on the next 80 90 days
10: yeah so probably I mean at least today the biggest takeaway was um, was conditioning and fitness and you know you everybody's going to get that adrenaline rush I felt that other times with a rifle in my hand and, and had success and and I've done a lot of uh, I've done a lot of mental training and in, in sports and other things so I kind of have that but the conditioning level you know that's it's the equalizer where uh, like last year, I had to run up a hill to harvest this elk that I ended up getting, which was my first one with a rifle. And I got up there and I missed my first time, you know. And I'm lucky that the, that the next time hit. And so with archery, I mean, you get one, maybe it's a 10 second window, yeah. And so if you're if you're a little bit short, if you came up short on your fitness and conditioning over the year, you're going to feel like I left some on the table. And so really focusing on sports specific, which is now. Archery, elk hunting, specific conditioning is something that I that I need to do better at, and then and then also just, you know, I'm excited for tomorrow with the calling and the situational, you know, experience and, and coaching because that's where I feel like I need the most. Like I, I actually pretty decent at calling, and i and I I had a lot of conversations last year with elk, and it, it's just I wasn't really speaking the language. Like I got to a point where I was talking to them. And then they would be a little farther away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I didn't say the right thing. You yeah. know, the couple of occurrences where they, they got closer, you know, I I could have played the wind better. I could have moved downwind a little bit from when I was calling. And, and just so many details that come into it. And, and it all has to be perfect to harvest that elk. It does. So, yeah, the situational stuff. And obviously today, you know, the conditioning level was um, I got a gap, and, you know, being a, a former athlete, you know, whenever you find a glaring weak point, it's almost exciting. You're like, I know I can get yeah, better. Yeah, you
1: are a collegiate, former collegiate athlete. You have a great frame. You look like an athlete just walking around. Look like, Actually, you look like an NFL guy, honestly, like a tight end in the NFL. <laughs> right. Um, and so a guy your size with your background, your acumen when it comes to fitness, it's like – okay, this dude's going to eat this up. And we talked about garage gym training, what you did right now for your lunch training programs because you're working out for 50 minutes with a couple of buddies during your lunch breaks. Yep. Something's going to have to change. Like You're going to have to elevate something a little bit. I watched you shoot under duress. I thought you did a damn good job shooting under duress. Thank you. In fact, you. Yeah. you shot really well. Um, you have Josh as a resource. You live here in Spokane. So I think maybe today you realized... Oh, my gosh, pretty lucky to have Josh Jones and Spokane Valley Archer. They do a pretty bang-up job. you know. Yeah. That was definitely evident to me. But tomorrow you're going to have, like, you and three guys are going to be with Dirk for an hour. Yeah. It, that's up to you to get what you need to get out of that. Yeah. And I think it's more of less, okay, think back to your last year, what you did, what you heard, what you said, what they said, what happened, and see what he says. I think he's going to really enlighten, give you some different options
7: yeah.
10: to
1: try to. I just want to expand your playbook yeah that's all I want to do
10: yeah I'm, I'm excited I mean it's uh it, it's just it's elk hunting and then it's it's hunting you're not going to do it I mean you got to make a decision and just you know stand by yourself when you make it and it's not going to be the right one yeah but sometimes it might be and the more experience I can get the guy like Dirk and, and yourself is just it's just going to be invaluable when the next situation presents itself
1: yeah now you got Chris into hunting is he here tonight
10: uh, Chris, no, not able to make it tonight. Okay, yeah, I
1: want to get him on because he's like, he didn't grow up in a hunting family.
10: No, uh, uh-uh.
1: um, and he's like, gung ho. Yeah, like, today I didn't, I wasn't sure. Like, I wasn't sure where he was at. He had fire in his eyes.
10: He's fired up, man, dude. I and love it. It's so hard to find like a elk hunting partner, and and, and I've been. I've been somewhat fortunate to, to, you know, I obviously grew up in an elk hunting family. I I got a brother that's pretty diehard, and my dad, and my brother is the guy that got me into 3D shooting when I was younger, and so I'm familiar with a bow, but never was able to take the whole time off to go into the mountains and chase them with the archery, but, you know, I was looking for something different where, with my rifle in my hand, you know, in certain areas in Idaho, the elk are so sparse. I would spend five, six days in the backcountry and not even see an animal. I know. Nor nor did I hear one. And it was so discouraging that I, I got to the point where I'm like, I just, I want to get close. I want to hear them. Like, and that is more fun, even if I don't harvest one, than never seeing one. Absolutely. And and so, you know, dad's 78, and he's not going to be elk cutting very much longer. And my brother's almost 60. And uh, so it was kind of cool. Chris is in my office and, and was like, hey, I... Any, anytime you want me to come, I'll come. <laughs> and uh, so we both we put in for a tag for a rifle last year and uh, landed it, had a great time, and he wants it in on archery. So we can both take a full week off of work, which is another, you know, different game plan for this year as last year because I weekend warrior it. And you got elk that are getting a lot of pressure in certain areas on the weekends. And, and I just I wasn't getting the responses that I, I thought I should. And so taking a full week off where even if I'm in an area with with high pressure, maybe I can get them when they're a little calmer in the middle of the week. Oh, I
1: think that will make a huge difference.
10: So we're hoping. I prefer
1: to not even hunt on weekends. I mean, I still go. But there's a difference. Yeah. And when you're hunting at high pressure over-the-counter areas, there's a difference. So that's going to be cool. That's what I'm
10: told. So hopefully. Well, I think it's
1: time to find out. Well, cool, man. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Um, tomorrow morning we're getting after it. Let's grab, um, where are you sitting? I'm going to grab the next guy. All right, guys. We're with Taylor from Sisters, Oregon. How are you, bud? Good, good. So glad to be here. Yeah, so you signed up for the first elk shape camp. I did. You sent me the email. Um, We got dumped on with snow. I got 30-plus horses. I was like,
11: I set my alarm 15 minutes before midnight and woke up at midnight so that I could get into that first elk camp. And then we got 30 inches of snow, and I couldn't leave my wife with 30 horses and 30 inches of snow. You did the right thing. Yeah.
1: But we comped your spot. You're here now. Um, You're halfway through. We haven't touched a barbell. We haven't touched a bugle yet. We have touched a bow a lot.
11: Yep. Uh,
1: What do you think so far?
11: Oh, man, I like, you kind of come into it, and I feel like I'm at the point now in my hunting where, like, I know a little bit more of the questions to ask and, like, what I'm hoping to get out, and so I came with, like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get better at this, I'm going to learn this, and I got blown away today. I learned so much more than I, I like, thought that I was going to come and, and could pick up from something like this. Really? Yeah.
1: So where was the most impact?
11: Uh... Probably Kenton's talk about like the whole train to hunt process and the and the mental side of hunting and shooting and physical preparation. Yeah, like and, and probably just like the exercises and the shooting, all that was great. But his talks about like the mental aspect of of not only training but like life in general. Yeah. So. When
1: you worked with Josh today, what specifically did he expose of you with your archery setup?
11: Yeah. So he kind of pointed out quite a few different things and um we kind of got it narrowed down to working on my rest setup um, but we talked about my sight and the third axis um on your bow sites and how and i've like i've, I've seen this in the last four months and kind of researched it didn't really have a good understanding of it he kind of exposed that and I uh, couldn't do much about it because my, my site isn't really set up for that third axis adjustment.
1: Yes, you don't know what you don't know. so that's yep. cool that you kind of have exposure to, okay. We need to get you on a fallaway rest. Uh, here's some better options right. for you. We're, you're having some tuning issues. This is probably where you should invest, like, a, a hierarchy of equipment upgrades. Right. And, yeah, this would be nice, but this is probably more of a priority. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Things and like that. Because
11: I, I, I can't really just go buy everything. So no. he was helpful in, in saying, hey, here's, here's what you need to do right now.
1: Yeah, that's cool. And Josh is a great teacher and a good dude. Super solid. Uh, tomorrow, elk calling. Backcountry Nutrition with Lampers. Financial Advisor Coach with Jeff Bynum. Uh, I'm going to break you off on fitness and how to move better and how to do home gym workouts. We got a nutrition lecture. You're getting an in body scan. Uh, I'm missing somebody. Oh, and Kenton's going to do injury prevention and bulletproofing your shoulders. Nice. Dude, and you have, we're too, tomorrow's our busiest day. Are you ready? Wow.
11: Yeah, I feel like I've already got my money's worth. So oh. I'm like, i'm super stoked that's cool we and have a few of the guys i haven't even got to meet yet that i'm like i came here like i'm really looking forward to what these guys are gonna have to offer what's your plans for hunting this fall I, i'm on a mission to kill my first bull out i've killed two cows with a bow and i've killed four mule deer and a bear and I, I i gotta get this this thing off my back of killing a bull out
1: this is your number
11: seven. seven what year number do you want for elk hunting uh, seven. I think this will be seven.
1: This will be the lucky year, and it's about consistency from here forward. Not only yep. going to get your bull, you're going to send me an email with a picture of it, by the way, or a text. Yeah, you're, you're going to do it year and you're out, and just kind of crush the learning curve altogether. together. That's that's what my goal is for you. So yeah. I want to provide everybody with. No, a I wish I would
11: I wish I would have known about something like this, or th- there wasn't anything like this when I started. Yeah,
1: that's cool. Well, uh, guys. This dude is sleeping in the back of his flatbed truck, aren't you? Or in the back seat Yeah, back to seat. save some money yep. to afford to come up here. I like people who make great sacrifices because they will get great rewards. And uh, that to me, like, I like that about you. And I appreciate you making the effort to get here. Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll see you tomorrow, brother. Thanks so much. My pleasure. Booyah. Action, Jackson. sit next to Joel. He's got a phenomenal beard. He's from Colorado. The dude drove up here from Colorado. Committed. Joel, have you killed elk
12: before? I have killed elk. That's what I thought. I killed one elk my first year solo. Called him in to 30 yards. Had one shot, hit a tree. Got a second shot and uh, went right through him. So Done deal. Done deal. Addicted.
2: Yeah. Full on. Yeah.
12: Yeah. Uh, for those that don't know, Joel,
1: I got to watch Joel do the Train to Hunt private challenge course. So Kenton kind of sent you guys in through the course, got you into groups, and then coached you afterwards. Kind of like, let's see what you're doing, and then let's coach you up. But uh, I watched you pretty much mop up everybody. Really? I, I, I don't know. We don't know who won yet, but okay. uh, I don't know if I can. I'm going to stick my neck out for you. I think you won. Wow. That's we'll find awesome. out. Now if you got second, don't get mad at me. Okay. But I can but I thought you shot the by far good enough, but really your running at the end yeah. was because it was a long enough run at the end with your bow where like you could that could make or break you. Yeah. And you hauled ass. Sweet. So we'll see. Good. That you did it good. So have you done train to hunt before? No, I haven't.
12: Huh. I've just trained on my own. So what do you do for workouts? I uh, I do a lot of CrossFit stuff just on my own, uh, usually at my house or. You got uh, a setup. I've got a, a barbell, and uh, and then I also go to a gym too. So what gym do you go to? Uh, in Woodland Park, it's just a uh, community gym, and so uh, not a lot of hardcore guys there. But you know, it's it's good. It works. Wife was on board for driving up here. Yes, and our four kids. So okay, so how did you work that? Uh, we we ended up getting into an RV and uh, we pulled out of Woodland Park and went right up through Wyoming and and uh, Jackson Hole and, and just made it a family trip and uh, my three sons are real uh, they're real into hunting too so and my wife is all on board she she loves what it does to me and, and she loves the fact that I get to teach our kids and and get to be a better man and and uh for it and and yeah so it's positive all all across the board so how old are you joel 37 37 same age as me you have four kids are you done having kids no we're actually due in
1: august <laughs> going for five going for five in august okay
12: and then we'll we'll go from there um what's your plans for this fall this fall i am okay. I going to, to hunt a, in a, southern a, colorado a, uh, San Juan's, and uh, I also have a antelope tag for Central Colorado. And I guess if I tag out on that stuff, I'm—I don't know. I are those may... over the counters or are those yes. draw? Uh, the antelope is draw. Okay, cool. And uh, and yeah, I think I'll be pretty busy with a newborn at that point. That uh, if I tag out in Colorado, I may—I may be done. But
1: I'm really hoping you do, man, because yeah, I having a child. An infant at home with four others. Yes. Um, man, you you don't really have much options there. Yeah. If I you know. want to keep that thing together or whatever. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, man, somebody said BK before kids, and it right. is. There's a whole other life. But what a sacrifice the whole family did just so, like, you can go hunting. It's tough being yeah. selfish about that. But it's also a dichotomy because you kind of need that time, man. Yeah. Like, you come out the other side a better version of Joel. Right. right? That's right. That's right, and, and the missus is on board with that.
12: She actually, when I I pulled it up on the uh, I pulled up the Elk Shape uh, Camp uh, flyer on my phone, I was like, "Hey, look what's going on in June," and she's like, "Do it." And then we 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 signed up, and we're like, "Hey, we're gonna make it a family trip too." And I love that's, that. That's when it all planned out. So, <laughs> man, that's special, and that I feel the pressure on my
1: shoulders, like. I, I like pressure, but, like, I got to make sure you get your money's worth. Like, dude, that's my highest priority. Dude, you're doing a good job, man. Okay. You're doing a good job. Well, so. tomorrow's a big day. We got a lot planned. What do you need the most help with tomorrow? We got calling, backcountry nutrition. We got the fitness. We got the financial. And what am I – Um. oh, we're doing the injury prevention as well.
12: Yeah. Uh,
2: uh,
12: I really want to push myself physically. Uh, I think that that – that helps everything else line up sometimes, and so. Uh, but uh, I've really enjoyed actually Kenton's message on psychology and, and and that whole thing was was amazing. Yeah, I think that connects a lot of parts of your life to elk hunting, which kind of makes sense to me. And uh, and with my this, my spirituality and our families, uh, you know, we we put God first in our family, and so that's when uh, when we can start addressing all areas of our life in that way that that that's the most important part so
1: you can do that without cunning it yeah. can be your why but yeah. you can make everything better yeah and i think people are realizing that um yeah. well i'm excited to tomorrow to we'll see you in action i think we're going to try to get two workouts in as well so get a good night's sleep and would you please tell your wife thanks for letting you come man like that's pretty cool that's a team deal okay all right man thanks brother peace Okay, we got Jake here. Jake is actually from Spokane, and I'll, I've had the opportunity to meet you at the gym, uh, have you come over to my house, shoot, and then I just had at least two different elk sausage egg burritos. I don't know. I don't know what you had any by of by you. <laughs> nice. And the first one my wife made and was like, "Oh, hey, honey, are you hungry?" I was like, "Yeah, I am." She's like, "Oh, I got. I made an extra egg." Sausage burrito? Do you want it? I was like, Yeah, I do. And after I, I did. She just left it on the table. I ate it. I saw her like an hour later. I was like, Hey, Alicia, what did you do? That was the greatest thing I've ever had. (laughs) And she's like, Oh, that's your buddy's meat that he gave you. I was like, So, dude, thank you. That was delicious, man. That was awesome. Yeah, I
13: wanted to test out that recipe. So good, you like it too. So you got uh,
1: your first elk last year.
13: I did first elk with a bow. So I've shot an elk with a rifle before. That was my first elk with a bow last year. So uh, I was super pumped. I, that's uh, cool. Tell us about I, um, a little bit
1: of a Cliff Notes version. How many days, how many encounters, how hard did you work for that first elk?
13: Oh, man. Um, so I was in Montana. Um, I had been doing tons of scouting. Um, I had been four times scouting before the season even started. So Really? Driving from Spokane to my spot, you know, that's four-plus hours just to get to my spot. Um, I am fortunate enough I, where I work. I bank all my vacation hours, and I'm able to take pretty much the whole month of September off. So really, I um I'm able to work that out with my kids. You know, I try to spend as much time with my kids. Um, you know, family's super important to me. So before yep. September, I'm uh, spending a lot of time with them. Um, so last year, um, the the season. I get there, get at camp set up, and uh, I was on elk within two days. Um, I was hunting an old burn and trying to get the elk to come to me. You know, I could get them to come within 100 yards, but they visually can see that there's not an elk where I am calling, so he's not coming in. So I did that for three days. Um, got a little bit of hunter, you know, guys coming in, basically blowing me out of there. So not paying attention to, the, to wind and blowing the elk out. So I actually packed up and moved. You're like, went, I'm tired of this. Yeah, exactly. I'm out. Yeah, you know, I put all the effort in and um, just got totally screwed up. So I actually packed everything up, went to my area that I had literally only looked at on Onyx maps and knew it was probably going to be decent, but literally never even been in there on foot. So I drive in, set up camp. Um, I've been in Montana this period for almost a week. So I drive in and I set up. I go. Probably two hours with my pack going in calling, not getting any response and i 'm sitting down this is like at two o'clock i 'm sitting down at two o 'clock getting ready to like get something to eat, take a little break i 'm going to give me you know, two three hours and i 'll start calling again and a bull bugles probably eight hundred yards down in a canyon, so i 'm by myself there 's not anybody else calling for me, so I get to a ridge where I can glass and see where he 's at and I'm smart enough to decide it's steep enough where I'm not going to go in there after him because to pack him out of there by myself would be just incredible. I I don't think I could handle getting that meat out without it spoiling. So I made a decision if I could call and get him to come to me that I would take a shot on him. And I was fortunate enough to do that. I I called him um, within 35 yards, corner way, broadside. How far
1: was he? Like how far do you think you called him in from?
13: So... I was able to look through my binoculars and see him. And if I pull my binoculars away, it's just a brown little blur.
1: So quite a long ways you pulled him in. Yeah. Solo. Do you think do you think you're you're committed to hunting solo? Is that going to be your style, your brand?
13: So It's probably a 50/50 thing for me. If I can find somebody that one is going to have the positive mindset I don't want any negativity in bringing me down. If I can have somebody that's positive mindset, somebody that can keep up with me or is better because I'm definitely not the best as I realized today You know, with, with doing cardio and in the woods, if I can find somebody that can keep up with me and that knows how to call, that I'm comfortable with being in the woods, um, I'll, I'll totally hunt with other people. But a lot of us know hunting solo definitely has its benefits. You don't have to wait on somebody. You don't have that other person's smell. You don't have, you know, because it does happen. You know, things won't work out. You don't have that negativity vibe going on. So it's just, just you out there. Yeah, it, no.
1: So I'm with you, and I'm proud of you for going solo and getting it done. Uh, you got another uh, Montana tag in your pocket.
13: I do. I'm I imagine pumped. you're probably going to go back to similar country. Um, so I actually have some cameras out still in that area. Oh my gosh! So yeah. I, uh, I'm waiting for the snow to melt. I'm going in the weekend after Fourth of July to pull cameras. I'm, like, super pumped. I'm like that little kid at Christmas. Christmas opening up his present. So
1: yeah, no, I'm, that's a, cool.
13: I'm waiting to see what's on those cameras. I'm excited but for that. I, so I got plan A. I know there's elk in that area. Yep. I'm hoping there's going to be elk in there this year. Maybe less people. Hopefully less people. Um, Are you going
1: to hand out windicator bottles, like scent check bottles, <laughs> to anyone? <laughs> I'll, I'll just leave by the trailhead. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jake. Here is a wind checker. Yeah. Use it often. Yeah. Here's a backup one.
13: Yeah, at a uh, trailhead. Would, at that, the, at would the trail that go head.
1: across? I don't think that would go well with, <laughs> if you did that. Don't uh, do
13: that. Yeah, so I've done a little bit going to seminars. I've learned a little bit. Number one, if you're not checking wind, they can smell you. They're not going to hang out, like bottom line. Yeah. So it's super important checking that wind, yeah. and, and it'll totally make or break that deal. So No question. Um, but, no, I'm, I'm super pumped to go back to Montana. I'm fortunate, you know to drive from here. I can leave after work on a Thursday, have my gear loaded up. I can get to where I'm going to basically be setting up camp by 10 o'clock at night. So that that drive, I'm fortunate enough to do that. So a lot of people that are starting to hunt, you know, coming from Texas, coming from, you know, places. It's oh, yeah. 12, 13, 24 hours. So I'm, uh, I'm definitely blessed to be able to make four or five trips scouting, learn the area, and then I can hunt that for a month, so
1: there are thousands of people who put in for Montana that don't draw it now for a general tag that's crazy, yeah thousands uh, it's changed so you're lucky you've got to take advantage of that awesome tag yeah it's one of the best states to hunt over the counter our style blue collar yeah you're a blue collar dude you have a blue collar job you got sure. kids and you're just a hard worker and I think that was your secret that's your secret sauce is you bust yeah. your ass
13: yeah so I I definitely have an ego, like a lot of us do. I don't like to get beat. Yeah. So I'm out there going as hard as I can physically, mentally. Um, I don't want anybody else to outdo me. But um, I'll out there and I'll push myself to that limit. So we we talked about this a little bit. Last year, I was chasing a 6 by 6 bull that I had that buck fever. Biggest elk that I've seen in my life. It's got 10 cows with them. I tried for two days to get ahead of them. Couldn't get ahead of them. On the third day, I decided I'm ditching my pack. I'm literally taking just my bow, light as possible. And I kind of knew the path that he was, but I couldn't get that far in front of him just because of the wind. So the third day, I planned on literally trying to outrun an elk and realized after throwing up for the second time, it wasn't happening. So uh, I've been working on my cardio this whole year to get into better shape, but definitely going to plan on better tactics, more strategy, but...
1: What did you learn today? What do you want to learn tomorrow?
13: Um, So today, starting out, you know, with Kenton trained to hunt, um, it basically is going to expose your weaknesses. So um, I think my shooting is pretty decent. I think I can group pretty decent. Um, I don't have the typical target panic. I can kind of create that calm and bring myself to make good shots. Um, As far as cardio goes, I personally thought I was going to do a little bit better, so um, I'm definitely going to be stepping up my cardio game between now and September. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I came to Elk Shape was expose those weaknesses, figure out between now and then what I need to work on. Because I would rather not not that I think I failed today, but I would rather figure out what those weaknesses are. Fail now, work on those things, gain the knowledge, gain what I need between now and September. Because yeah. if I fail in September, not bringing that meat home. That's right. If I fail today, I'm saying, okay, check that box, check that box. Okay, that box needs to be filled. Work on that. So today, with Kenton, I think I need to work on my cardio a little more. I definitely need to run a little more. Um, We talked about kind of the mental game. And uh, I'm pretty good at keeping my head where it needs to be when I'm out in the woods. I'm I'm pretty good at doing that.
1: Definitely. And you got a lot of reps solo, which is good. A lot of people are intimidated by that. You have reps. Yeah. Yeah. And that's important. And I will give you a little bit of a compliment. Uh, you came over to my house to shoot, and the very first shot was, we're at my home range. I'm like, mm, let's see what he's got. I'm just down, <laughs> down to 81, pinwheel the elk, and I'm like, let's see what he got. And, like, that was your first shot, and you made a tremendous shot, 81 yards. And I was like, this guy probably has a feeling a little bit of pressure. Like, I'm staring <laughs> at you, yeah. you are got my range. You, and I shot with the rest of the night, and I was telling Ken about it. I'm like, man, Jake, can really, like you really are a great shot So, I already took you longer than I wanted you, but how have you developed your archery game? Like, you really are a great archer. Like, are you a John Dudley nerd? Are you just natural? What's going on? Um,
13: so, born and raised in California. My dad was not a hunter by any means. My dad literally never took me hunting. We would shoot rifles. I grew up on 20 acres. Um... My drive for hunting was my grandpa. My grandpa was a huge hunter. He passed away when I was only like two years old. So I didn't really get to know him. But as a kid, I would hear stories and I would see the elk antlers, see the deer antlers on the wall, hear stories from my grandpa, uh, from my grandma about my grandpa. So that was like the drive for me. Um, Hunted my whole life, basically me and my buddies trying to learn by reading magazines how to do this because our dad's Either weren't involved in doing that um, or just weren't interested. Um, since then, you know, YouTube magazines is basically how I've gained all my knowledge learning how to call, learning what to do with elk, learning how they react, learning how they talk it is basically me trying to teach myself off of reading magazines or off of YouTube. Absolutely. So, you know, going into other things that I've learned today with Josh. I definitely don't know how to tune my own bow. That's why I go talk to Josh. You know, being here in Spokane, I think going to Spokane Valley Archery and having them tune my bow, I love to sit there and watch what they do. I love to learn a little bit. Um, I think the best thing that I got from Josh today was a little bit on acreing points. Um, He uh, he wants me to adjust some things on my bow, but every little percentage counts, and I buy my arrows out of a box. They're straight-veined and talking with him a little bit and if i can build my own arrows and set up that you know helical on there that's going to help my shot placement tremendously so yeah. every little thing counts and uh it I'm all definitely, adds up it exactly, really exactly exactly so i'm definitely going to start doing that um i talked to him a little bit today i'm going to go in uh next week and we're going to start start building arrows so
1: that's awesome i'm excited Dude, tomorrow morning, let's kill it. We're going to rock and roll. What group are you in?
13: I'm in group one.
1: So you, who are you with in the morning first?
13: I believe I'm starting with Dirk.
1: Yep, you guys with Dirk first. Cool. All right, man. Well, let's get some rest, and uh, we'll see you right and early Sounds tomorrow. Good. Guys, Thank thanks you, for listening. Elk Shape Podcast from Elk Shape Camp. I didn't quite get everybody on here, but uh, I'm out of gas. We got to call it tonight, and uh, thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next one. Welcome to the Two Minute Drill, sponsored by Elk 101. I'm going to sit down and chat with the elk hunting wizard himself, Corey Jacobson. Two minutes on the clock. Hurry up, offense style. Corey's going to drop knowledge bombs, and you are going to get better at elk hunting. So without further ado, here's Corey, and here is our topic of the day. All right, Corey, so last week you talked about the beginnings of your shot protocol. You've just taken a shot on an elk, what you do, some great insight now let's fast forward catch guys up you you've got the ribbon where you stood you got the ribbon where the elk stood you waited your 45 minutes and you waited on the back side of the mountain get your wind out of there and sound you're at the shot how do we decide what kind of shot we made
14: Yes. Yeah, so no. And I think it's important to stress here that that waiting is critical after the shot. You know, making sure you don't push that elk because, as I mentioned, that elk a lot of times will just run 100 to 300 yards and then bed down because of the effects of the shot. Once you've waited and then you move forward, it's really important then to analyze what kind of a hit and what kind of a blood trail you have. And being able to read the blood that you find is going to help you understand did you get a gut shot? Did you hit him in the lungs? Did you hit him in the liver? Did you hit him low in the brisket in the muscle meat? Uh, All these different things that really will help you decide from there whether to start taking up the trail. Or if you need to wait a little longer. And for me, you know, if there's any, any concern about it being in the abdominal cavity, a gut shot, I'm going to wait at least two more hours. I always want to wait three hours on a gut shot because that elk is typically not going to die quickly. But within that first two or three hours, if he is not pushed, he's a lot of times going to bed down and get sick enough that I'm going to be able to slip in as I'm tracking, see him bedded down, and hopefully get another arrow in him to finish the job quickly. Uh, If I have a double long shot and there's pink bubbly blood on the ground you know, within 100 yards of where I shot, I'm pretty confident after that hour that I can start trailing and I'm going to find that elk within a few hundred yards when it gets to that muscle blood that you know just rich red blood can a lot of times be misleading because if you hit low and clip that brisket there's so many capillaries and vessels and blood vessels and everything down in there that it's going to spill a lot of blood and that hundred yard to two hundred yard range, you're going to be celebrating because there's so much blood, but it's just a flesh wound, and you know that that hits low, so the blood has easy access to get on the ground, and you might go for three hundred yards, and all of a sudden the blood trail just virtually ends, and uh, it's kind of a, a bummer, but. When that happens, usually it's not a fatal shot, and uh, your emotions go from high on the roller coaster to bottom of the roller coaster. Uh, When it comes to muscle blood, you've also got the neck, which is typically a little bit darker red blood than the brisket, and the neck's not going to produce nearly as much blood. You're going to find a few drops, and then it's going to dry up. That thick mane soaks up a lot of the blood. And then if you hit a shoulder blade, um, if you hit guts, if you hit back leg, a lot of times you'll get a few drops of blood and a little bit of blood, but the blood trail is going to be pretty sparse from the beginning. And uh, just knowing the blood trail and what kind of hit you have can help you determine how far, how hard, how long you wait if you back out. Uh, And then a couple other things, you know, weather, rain, snow, darkness. Those are other factors that play into how quickly you get on the trail and and how aggressive you get when it comes to following that blood trail. Hey, elk hunters, Corey Jacobson here from elk101.com. And if you're like me, you're probably thinking about elk hunting every day of the year and working continually to maximize your chances for success this fall. Well, Dan and I have created a special opportunity for you that I feel will absolutely take you to the next level in elk hunting, regardless of your previous experience. Three years ago, I created the University of Elk Hunting online course with one goal in mind, to make you a more successful elk hunter. The UEH online course contains 45 chapters of detailed elk hunting information organized into 17 modules and covering every imaginable elk hunting topic. From planning and scouting to calling tactics and tracking and every topic in between, the University of Elk Hunting online course is the most comprehensive and complete resource available to elk hunters. And for listeners of the Elk Shape podcast, Dan and I have teamed up to offer you a 20% discount when you sign up. Simply go to elk101.com, click the link to the online course, and use the code ELKSHAPE, all one word, when you check out. You owe it to yourself to invest in the single most lethal weapon that you take to the elk woods each fall. Invest in you. Sign up for the University of Elk Hunting online course and elevate your elk hunting success today.